Well, Charles, thank you so much for joining us here on Fireside Chats uh, this week. Uh, I was hoping that you could um, tell me and our viewers at home uh, a little bit about yourself. Well, I'm, um, <clears throat> I'm Charles Daniels. I was raised in Alabama and Georgia. But uh, although I've been, most of my life now has been in Texas. Hmm. So I've been, um, especially after I married Nancy, we lived in Germany and Texas and Georgia again and California for in the eight, Army, it was like three years at a time. So we visited, I think I remember, so a lot of church communities. I think I had a lot of experience in that. Here, <clears throat> it was in 1979, Nancy was doing command entry into the the army and we lived just over like walking distance. Oh, so really? when we were gonna go to a church we said, well let's just walk over to this <laughs> And we were only here for like nine months. But Reverend Brown was the one who made me an Episcopalian. Oh wow. At that time I was a lapsed Presbyterian. <laughs> That's the best kind of Presbyterian. <laughs> so you guys have been here since uh, 1979? After that, we went to Germany, and okay. we started traveling. We didn't get back to Texas until, let's see, Okay. Give or take a few years. I always wow. get that year mixed up. And we've even went to other churches here. Here in the area. In the area, and then we said, you know, we should go back to where we say this. So can I ask, what was it that drew you back to the community? The community. The community itself. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's just a different, this is a unique community. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Charles, the reason that we're having this fireside uh, chat today is uh, so people can get to know you, and I, I know many people in the community already do, uh, but it's also part of our uh, yearly generosity campaign. This year, our theme is um, Grounded in Love. And so I was wondering if you could tell me a little bit about how uh, reconciliation in particular has helped you to be uh, grounded in God's love. Well, part of that is who I am. I more or less identify more with the community I'm in than with, although with individuals in the community, but my major support system is that I'm in a community. Yeah. So I've always been in it, uh, even when I was eight or nine years old. That was the first church community was what started me off. Mm -hmm. And so it's mainly this, this community, I feel, gives me an opportunity to be who I am and to be generous, or try to be generous. And it, it just seems to be a place where people can express not only who they are, but their love for them. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, you mentioned the word uh, generous or, or generosity, and that that's something that you uh, strive to be. Can you tell me a little bit about uh, what generosity means to you? I've actually done a little bit of thinking on that. I figured you had. <laughs> I've well, I tried to memorize. There are seven types of generosity. Okay. And I was going to memorize it, but. When I tried to recite them back, I, I tended to come out with 
person, man, woman, camera, TV. I'm not sure where that's coming from, but short sure, <clears throat> What's interesting to me is that it's not one of the seven virtues. Mm. And I think it's a because it's more related to who the person is to begin with, their yeah. initial character. And it's something you can be generous, I mean, not intend to be. It, it can happen unintentionally. <laughs> Thoughts, words, money, time, things, influence, and intention. So I think you need to be very generous to me for not only your time, but your attention. And that's something people do without realizing it. Yeah, you know that's interesting because I think in the Episcopal Church we often say time, talent, treasure, and we say it so often that I, sometimes I feel like um, it doesn't totally capture everything that people have to offer. So I, I like that list, um, and I think that's a good way of thinking about it, that there are uh, many more ways to be generous than maybe what immediately comes uh, comes to mind. So when you think about um, generosity. Uh, in this way or throughout your life, is there a person, a place, or a thing uh, that you kind of immediately think of that uh, helps you picture or to imagine what, what generosity looks like? I guess I have to talk about my uncle. My father's brother, he was, his nickname was Rev, because he was a, a reverend in the Presbyterian Church. Okay. In Fort Gibson, Mississippi. Okay. He, he was one that many decades he was a master there. But we would go there every summer and just seeing who he was and how he related really, not from his family, but our family and the people in his church, he just seemed to be a, a very generous type of man. It was just second nature to him for us. And then his family was a community, his church was a real community there. And then when we went back to his funeral, it just became even more obvious. And so many people were in service. The last person um, we did a fireside chat was Priscilla Coppin. And we talked a little bit about how generosity has uh, the capability to outlive us. And so we talked about some trees that were planted. Uh, here on, on the property, and the people who planted those trees are now long gone, uh, but we find that people from the neighborhood will come and take shade under those trees, and I think the story about your uncle here is kind of the same thing, that uh, even at his memorial service, and I imagine long after that, that as people talk about him, uh, his generosity uh, has outlived him, so I think that's a, a really amazing way to look at it. But <clears throat> Thought of generosity in a way as a positive feedback system too. It's a, one example is an apple tree. When one apple ripens, it creates a chemical that stimulates the apples around it to begin to ripen, create the same chemical, and gradually every apple on the tree spreading out from that one apple, the whole tree becomes ripe. I love that. You just added a new wrinkle to my brain, Carl. 
Well, thank you. Uh, is there uh, any any closing thoughts or anything that you uh, wanted to share before we uh, close up for today? I'm I'm also gracious for the generosity of this church. It's I can't come up with any specific examples, but being in the choir and breakfast on Sundays. I think that's the nature of um, when someone has been generous to a point, it's kind of easy to put our finger on what that one act was. But being in a community for you know, 30 years or more uh, and experiencing generosity over the whole lifetime of that relationship, um, it, it's hard to nail down just one thing. Yeah. So, And I can say I've been here just a little over, over two. It's hard for me to nail down uh, all of the generosity that I see here on a daily basis um, to just one example. So. Charles, thank you so much for your time. You. Uh, this is our second fireside chat. We'll have uh, a couple more uh, before the end of the season of generosity. So please tune back in next time, and we'll see you here again.